over there. I love her to death. Just cross the line if you want to. Yeah, I'm just going to say, cross the line, Caroline. Come on, if you want to. <laughs> yes, yes. We're going to go to the book of Genesis, the 37th chapter. Looking at the ninth verse through the 11th verse, and then we're going to go to the 18th and the 19th verse of chapter 37. Genesis, the 37th chapter, verse 9 through 11. Genesis chapter 37. When you have it, would you please stand for the reading of the word? We're going to be looking at Genesis 37, chapter, verse 5 through 11, and then going to verse 18 and 19. Everything that is stated by the Spirit of God this morning, um, I wasn't able to type up all these scriptures like other people would do. <laughs> so everything is by the Spirit of God. Genesis chapter 37, verse 5, reading from the Amplified Version. Now Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told his brothers, and they hated him even more. He said to them, please listen to the details of this dream which I've dreamed. We brothers were binding sheaves of grain stalks in the field, and lo, my sheep suddenly got up and stood upright and remained standing and beheld your sheep still all around my sheep and bowed down in respect. His brother said to him, are you actually going to reign over us? Are you really going to rule and govern us as your subjects? So they hated him even the more for telling them about his dream and for his arrogant words. But Joseph dreamed still another dream and told it to his brothers as well. He said, see here I have again dreamed the dream and lo, this time I saw 11 stars and the sun and the moon bowed down in respect to me. He told it to his father as well as his brothers, but his father rebuked him and said to him in disbelief, what is the meaning of this dream that you have dreamed? Shall I and your mother and your brother's action come to bow down to the ground in respect before you? Joseph's brothers were envious and jealous of him. But his father kept the words of Joseph in mind, wondering about their meaning, verse 18 and 19. And when they saw him from a distance, even before he came close to them, they plotted to kill him. They said to one another, look, here comes this dream. This morning, if you could look to your name and say, neighbor, neighbor. what to do when for a subtopic, I have a dream. Look at somebody say, I have a dream. I have a dream. Praise God. I would like to grasp your attention here on the front room. Praise God. As to a man that we all know who is famous for. It's Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Martin Luther King Jr. experienced great trials and situations in life where he was a Baptist, Southern Baptist minister. He began the SCLC, and now Dr. Charles Steele Jr. is now the president of the SCLC. And this morning, uh, Dr. Steele was at New Birth Missionary Baptist Church over in Georgia, and he was talking with um, Dr. Jamal Bryan and talking to him about membership with the SCLC. And, and how the efforts of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. needs more membership uh, with that movement uh, as it relates to civil rights and things of that nature. So Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., he 
throughout his life, I'm going to share different points. I'm not going to go into different dates and times and things. Because uh, I believe we all are very knowledgeable about the fact of who Dr. Martin Luther King is and who he was and what he did. Things of that nature. He was in the Birmingham jail, wrote a letter uh, to the different ministers, and he wrote many speeches. He wrote many speeches. And one of his speech that does not get very much recognition is a speech that he spoke and he said these words, and I quote from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. that he received a letter from the president and Congress and state senators and representatives uh, while he was in the hospital. And he did not remember what those letters meant because at the time Dr. King was approached by a woman who stabbed in his chest and right before the blade could hit his main artery, it wasn't there. So the doctors told him uh, that he could almost die if he would sneeze. So a young girl, a little white young girl, wrote a letter to Dr. Martin Luther King and said, I'm so glad you didn't sneeze. I'm so glad. So many attacks against Dr. Martin Luther King to take him out for what he stood for and what he believed. And as we look at the text today, Joseph was the youngest of his brothers. He had one younger sibling. But Joseph was the youngest who was favored by God, yeah. by his father, by a coat. I mean, coat. Sister Marty, is there a coat back there beside you? Uh, Joshua, can you go get that coat beside Sister Margaret for me, please? Why don't you show me? And can you put that coat on if you can feel it? If you can't, just put it over your shoulders and just walk down the aisle and let them see you in that coat. This coat was given to me by my apostle. It looks good, don't it? I wore it at another church, straightened it out. I put it to So, I'm giving him a coat of many colors to signify grace and favor because he's my favorite son, he's my boy. Right here, I love him, he plays football. He almost tall like me, look like me. Dress like me. This is my boy right here. But, but come, come here, uh, Zion and, and Rodriguez. Come here. I meet y'all. These are my other boys. These are my other boys. You don't look nothing like me. I'm a little darker, but it's all right. <laughs> but you short. You have better than mine, but it's all right. You don't dress like me. But you still my son and go outside and work it out of my face. How are you gonna be my son? You taller than me. You're gonna be a tall giant looking sitter. And you sure don't look like me though. How do you get high? Ah, right, there we go. There we go. Sit down. <laughs> You're my son though, but nah, you ain't the one. This is my boy right here. Yeah! I love him! So I'll give this coat of many colors. Uh -huh. But what happens is, parents, this is a lesson for you too, because I, I read a little bit this morning. Oh, is that we make a mistake of making one child a favorite over the other. So oh, I appreciate that to We make one of them out of all the others. We buy them gifts and we take them in when we make them shine. Oh, uh, the little sis is looking. Mama don't love me. Mama don't appreciate me. How do I feel? Look, I hear this at school. I'm a substitute teacher. Getting ready to go into education. I hear this all the time. Come on now. Why he get to keep that? Why she get to keep that? Jesus. So now I've given him something to front me. 
Oh God, have mercy on my Lord. While everybody else in their shabby clothes, I gave a nice little robe of many colors. So now he's on the side to go find his brothers because his father tells him to go look for his brothers. So now he's going to go. Got to keep walking. And you're going to go to the door and stop him. Please walk into the door. While he's walking to the door, his brothers are supposed to be in the location guarding the sheep, watching out for the sheep pastures. So he gets there and he says, Hey, I'm looking for my brothers. Where they at? Oh, they gone down another thousand miles. Man, I'm tired. Y'all know how we want. And I don't even want to go down there. But if I was talking to do so, so come, come back, my other two sons. Come back. So here's his other two sons. Just walk slow to us, Joseph. Come here, come here, come here. Look, look at that. Look at that dream. Look at him. Don't you think you're all that and stuff? Look at the little Cody going on dead again. The little ugly stanky coat anyway. No, I don't want to look at the stanky coat. What's up, Joseph? How's it going? Good to see you, brother. We should kill him. We should take his life. But Ruben, the oldest one, said, no, no, baby. Oh, because he's the oldest now. He's responsible. Yeah. Let's just take the coat and push him in the demon. So the blood won't be on our hands. Trying to slide away, take him out. So Reuben leaves. Now you're going to take his coat, take his coat. While Reuben gone, the brothers take his coat. Take the coat. Now they took his coat. Now go sit And threw him in the dungeon. Lord have mercy. Let him know. Don't drop my coat, my apostle gives to me. So drop it in my hand nicely. Thank you. I love my coat. So they dipped it in blue. All right now. Now go put it back on the hand back there. Thank you. Bless you. <laughs> they get this color in blood. And then Ruben comes back and was like, Where are they sold him into slavery for 20 pieces of silver. And went back to the father saying, Isn't this your son's jacket? He's got eaten up by the wolves, raised on animals. And so they lied to their own daddy. So as the sprinkles on Joseph now and sold into slavery, reminds us of times back in the day when our ancestors were sold out into slavery for little to nothing. How would you feel if somebody came up and took your rights and said, you got $20 for this one? Well, you wouldn't feel right, would you? You'd be upset. I only worked $20 to you. So he goes and he becomes slave. And then Potiphar is on the scene. Yes. He becomes, finds favor. Isn't it interesting that a man finds favor in a place of bondage? Oh, glory yes. to God. Yes. How in the world? You, you, and you didn't really do nothing wrong, but they captured you and you find favor. Oh. Yes. So now you got authority. Why you in bondage? Oh, so while I'm in bondage, I still got authority. Oh, I'm shackled up in shame. Oh my God. I didn't got to speak a word. I ain't got to move my head. What am I saying? Move and they got to move. Oh, Y'all, man. So what, what are you saying? I said, I'm the evil 
see a sail worrying. Yeah. 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 He had a he was imprisonment. So, 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 he didn't do nothing wrong, got in jail, and, and, and got authority, and then after he found favor and received his authority, yes. he began to walk around the house, and, 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 and part of his wife, ooh, because <laughs> the Hebrew boy, ooh, I like what I see, she comes over, hey, boo. <laughs> And then, and then Joseph's like, oh, you got a man, you got a man. Then he comes out, he goes back in again, the second time, here she go. You like what you see? Joseph's like, oh, I'm the devil, this is like, you got a boo. Here she go again. How you doing? Just like, hold up, hold up, wait a minute. Got to go. <laughs> but this last time she got it. It came into the house. And she got all her home up and held him. I said, come on, sleep with me. Help us, Lord. I know I'm good with it. Joseph probably sweating, shaking in his boots. But he still stood firm and said one word with two letters. Ooh, what do you say to everybody? No! That's what you gotta say. No! Y'all better hear somebody. And he walked out, but she had a hold of his garment and had a piece of his garment in his hand. Jesus. So now Joseph runs outside because he didn't want to be a part of what she was trying to do and get him caught up and get him thrown right back into where he started from because he knew who he was and who he is. And so now he's outside and then he goes, and here comes the officials come in and Joseph. He's nothing but more of a Hebrew. He tried to come in and trick us and fool us. He, 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 he only just wanted to come and, and, and mess with me and, and sleep with me. But I screamed with help because he was trying to rape me and I got a piece of his garment and then when I screamed, he ran outside. Jesus. Be careful where you are. Amen. And what you do. Yeah. Joseph was totally innocent of the charges that was brought towards to him. When Potiphar gets, gets, gets back home, she reiterated the same story over verbatim to what she told other officials. Joseph ends up getting in trouble again, thrown into a dungeon. But again, Joseph finds favor in the dungeon again. I went down. Got back up, went back down again, and God still favored you. Y'all hear me, people. You been struck down, got back up, you done pushed your way, and nailed it down, got right back up again, and now you're back down, and God still had his hand on you and still favored you. Y'all hear me, people. Lord, somebody say, He still favored me. 
I don't know how to raise that man. He still favors me. Let a preacher like that, but not that. He still favors me. Lord, so, 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 so. He finds favor again. Yes, yes, yes. Get thrown in the dirty this time. Then the cupbearer, the chief cupbearer, the chief bread officer, whatever, I forgot how they pronounce the name, but y'all know how they do. The chef, the, the chef. Yeah. Was both thrown in the, into the dungeon and so, 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 so. Joseph is in the dungeon with them and he finds favor again with the Lord. And they said they have a dream. Yes. And the dungeon's still dreaming. And, and Joseph was like, what is your dream? What, what, are, what are you dreaming at? One of them says that I dreamed that three uh, grapevines and, and the grape would grow it. And I had the Pharaoh's cup in my hand yes. and, and things of the nature. And Joseph said the interpretation of the dream is that in three days you're going to be restored back uh, to serve the Pharaoh and hold his cup and, and be his armor bearer. And the other one had a dream that in three days that um, he saw three ravens come on his head because there was a basket of food on his head. And, and Joseph told that, you know, your dream is that you're going to be uh, hanged up in a tree and the ravens are going to pluck your eyes out. Three days come later that Pharaoh's birthday, he releases the three, the two men that had the dream. One of them went back to serve and the other one got beat and got killed because of the dream that they had. Pause. There are certain dreams you should be aware of. Because both of them made it into the dungeon, but only one made it out. And you can't support everybody's dream. Because we know in the Old Testament when the, the famine hit the land, everybody that was connected to Pharaoh got hit. So they in the dungeon and, and before they left out, Joseph said, remember me. Remember me. And isn't it like sometimes we, we do things for people and we say, oh, don't forget me. When he becomes famous and big shot, don't forget me, remember me. But Joseph was in that pit for two whole years after they got out. Not knowing us. Me lie. He don't even care about me. Why didn't he even interpret his dream? Man, he fake. He ain't real. Living me in here. She could have been out playing basketball, football, or something. About my way. But you know the Bible never said Joseph complained. Jesus. Never said he said a mumbling word. Right. But he was in there for two whole years after interpreting a dream. After those two years comes, Pharaoh now has a dream. Yes. Pharaoh tells all of his officials and none of them can interpret the dream. But oh, praise God. Hallelujah. But God had a ram in the bush. That had an encounter two years ago with a man named Joseph. Yes. That heard the voice and then came back to his memory and said, Pharaoh, we were locked up. And there was a Hebrew in there who had tripped our dream and told us what it meant. Yeah. And they went to go get Joseph out of the pit. Come on. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. He will bring you out in a nigga time. But you gotta keep holding on and trusting that God is gonna do just what He said He is gonna do. While you're in your pit, don't get discouraged. 
Lean on that your faith get weary. Because in due season, <laughs> you shall reap if you're saying not. Oh, glory to God. I'll be ready for this thing on my back. But I can make a somebody this morning. Stop your complaining. Just go on through the process. And know that God is with you in a step of the way. But you got to know without a shadow of a doubt. That if God shows you a dream, know that if God be for you, who can be against you? Look to your name and say, if God be for you, who can be against you? Oh, my, my, my. I feel my help coming on now. I'm ready to preach right about now. So the question posed this morning is, what do you do when people don't believe in your dreams? I come to tell you to keep on dreaming, saints. Keep on dreaming. Even when nobody knows what's your dream, just keep on dreaming. Because sooner or later, it's going to work in your favor if you just stay the course. Oh, glory to God. We find that Joseph, he stayed the course. He knew that God was, if he told him, he knew that God was going to do just what he said. You know that God is a man that shall not lie, nor a son of man that should even repent. If he said it, then that shall settle it. And I come to prophesy about side of y'all. And everything that God said about you, it shall come to pass. And I come to tell you, that you have not died for the promise is kept for you. You shall receive and you shall enter into the purpose that God has for you. You will not leave this earth before you fulfill your destiny, before you fulfill your purpose. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I come on and make some dreamers today. That's a dream of old baby. Dream of old. Mama may not support it. Daddy may not support it. But baby, dream on. Dream on. When people don't believe in our dreams, we got to keep on dreaming. What did God show us? It's going to come to pass. We give Him glory, give Him honor, we give Him praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Can we give God a hand? Good job, Zay. Oh,